This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 160. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. If you've never offered a property for sale by auction before, either as an agent or as property owner, you're going to think of it in terms of risk. My North American listeners might be interested to know that selling real estate by auction is alive and well in many parts of the US and increasingly in Canada. I'm not talking about power of sale, a mortgagee clearance, bank foreclosure or a distressed selling situation. I'm talking about a property owner who wants to sell and maximise their result, who teams up with an auction savvy agent and commits to an auction campaign. But up until now, this has been tricky. Many agents in North America haven't actually auctioned a property before, and I'm sure most wouldn't know where to start. And in fairness, it's only natural to have concerns and reservations about something that's unfamiliar or different, in much the same way people protested when the first motorised vehicles started threading their way through American streets back in the 1890s. But now, something exciting is happening. Harcourts, the company that pioneered the Australian method of selling real estate by auction in California and a number of neighbouring states, are, for the very first time, offering their complete auction marketing system to non-Harcourts branded real estate businesses. This highly innovative and proven business model is being spearheaded by well-known auctioneer and regional director at Harcourts Pacific, Ben Brady. If you're a regular listener to the show, you probably would have heard episode 151 with Ben where we got into Harcourt's push into the Californian real estate market and in particular how the group has perfected the real estate auction system. Well now, that system is a marketing gun for hire with everything from complete market guidelines to access to the online bidding app that Harcourt's have developed. Ben and his team are kicking off this brand new concept in San Francisco, but I have no doubt they'll quickly spread east into new markets where enterprising real estate brokers and brands will be interested to discover the power of auction and the power of offering a dynamic and compelling point of difference to their selling clients. It was great to catch up with Ben again. We get into how the system works, why its popularity is booming, and the advantages selling by auction delivers to homeowners, home buyers, and of course, agents. All that and more coming right up. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself, online marketing platform top agents are flocking to build everything in minutes right on your desktop from marketing flyers reports lead generators and social media posts jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize download and print or post get started today and try jiggler free at jiggler.com that's j-i-g-g-l-a-r.com Well, Ben Brady, welcome back to the show. How are you going, buddy? I'm good, mate. Good. Happy New Year. And to you. And to you. Tell me what's going on in the, uh, in the auction scene in, in California. You're spreading your wings, I hear. Tell me what's happening. Yeah, well, after um, 
after doing uh, well, creating Harcourt's auctions and the process that we have, um, which is quite intricate within the Harcourt's brand and offering it to our Harcourt's agents in those locations, we've decided to go to a marketplace where we don't have any presence as a, as a franchising organisation and and uh, and offer the auction process outside of the Harcourt's network okay. um, to agents within the Bay Area. Um, the Bay Area um, being San Francisco, um, being San Francisco downtown in the city itself being the peninsula, so down yep. into, you know, the San Mateos and the Palo Altos or Mountain View all the way down to San Jose. We're really targeting that individual area and offering a process that's been so successful for the agents that we have here in Southern California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Canada and Hawaii. They've really embraced it and it's worked so well for them there. We've decided now to offer it to all real estate companies within that, or within that area. Okay. We'll test pilot of that service and, uh, and see how it goes out of the confines cool. of a franchising network. Cool. Okay. So let me get this right. So if I'm a, if I'm a non-Harcourt, so I'm, I might be anything, I could be a Remax office or a, a Ben Brady Realty or a Raywood Realty in, uh, in San Jose or Palo Alto or wherever, um, uh, you guys can, can kit me up and fit me out with, with an auction process. You can, uh, do I get access to your, to your online software as well? Yeah, correct. So you get yep. the whole suite or of the thing. license of it, I guess. Yeah, so you can you can conduct an auction now um, in a traditional sale because you do need to be a bonded auction company in the state of California to do so. Um, you know, also not to mention as well as the the suite of training that we ultimately have um, in respect to that we've created the Harcourts Auction Hub where we live stream all of our trainings that you can sharpen your sword in perspective of training when it comes to the auction process. Ray, we've spoken about this: is that the auction process, regardless of whether you use auction or you don't don't use auction if you use the fundamental opportunities that auction creates within a certain type of training or in your business or in your real estate business is that that's the best principles when it comes to running a real estate operation slash transaction as it is anyway. Yep. So we're really training yep. all of the agents as well, not to mention as well access to the auction team. We have what a structure where we have a regional auction director that is in charge of the individual area that you may be based in in the area, yep. in the area. They are in control of obviously helping with listing presentations, getting the property up and live. We have the administration team here um, with our proprietary software, My Auction, which is at both a transactional software management, which is ultimately getting all of the documents put together before it goes live, but it also is a communication platform to keep quality control um, within the agents um, and let them know how the process should be running, as well as the sellers and keeping them up, them up to date and keeping the auction team accountable. Then you have a director of auctions that is there as well, that once the offers start coming in, we need to get bidders registered, the seller needs some education on price, you know, uh, we need to speak to buyers and the agents in perspective of getting them understanding the process of auction you know the seller then getting them registered to bid and facilitating auction day that's where the director of auction is also involved in that transition then you have auction day itself where we have our software where all properties are auctioned at the moment whether it be san diego or orange county they're all auctioned from north uh, the from the west coast of north america in that one location where we have the software where people can bid stream live wherever they are we actually have had two really successful auctions in the Bay Area at the end of last year that had previously been on the marketplace and we managed to get $50,000 over what they were previously offered on one and 100 awesome. on another wow. all through the software. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Well, I've just, I've just written down 10 questions in my brain and three that I was able to get on paper. So let me just take this a step at a time and let me just rewind for a sec because you and I talking about auctions, we've both 
bought property at auction, we've sold property at auction, we've sold property for our clients at auctions, we've delivered hundreds or thousands of auctions ourselves. So you and I talking about auctions is a little bit like two guys that follow the same team talking about how awesome we are. Um, how, what have you learned in, in, uh, as far as educating uh, and, and helping, helping non-auction agents understand the power of auction. What of your what are your takeaways from your time in California doing that? So it's interesting to see the difference of two different marketplaces within the same state. Um, Southern California, they see the advantage straight away. They yeah. see the opportunity to differentiate themselves. They see the opportunity to draw more attention to their property. They see the opportunity to educate their client. They see all of the opportunities there. In the Bay Area, it's a little different because they've run a kind of imitation auction is what we're calling it for so long because of the demand in their marketplace fueled by the tech industries that are there in that they are used to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten offers on a property at any one time and the property selling within a short period of time. Yep. So where the advantages come into play for an agent in Southern California, they get the whole slew of what auction really is for somebody and the explanation to them of the point of difference, the competitive edge, driving to a set date, all of those things that auction creates. Whereas in San Francisco um, or the Bay Area, it's a little different. The conversation with the agents there begins off with, well, we already do something that's pretty similar. Yep. Now, not only are they going against MLS rules and they're going against all other different indications, you know, the marketplace changed there about six months ago where it started to normalize and they were only getting two or three offers on a property, champagne problems, I realized that, but they were pricing it incredibly low un- as a public price. Oh, hello. Yeah. Exactly. And then trying to bid it up. Yep. And a few of them have mentioned they've been caught not getting it where it ultimately needs to be. And, you know, that creates some legal and liability issues that, are, that, that, that can come into play and can haunt the property from a reputation perspective as well. But the other thing that we're seeing as well is that when you're trying to differentiate yourself in a marketplace, as we saw in Southern California, because we've been established here for, you know, almost six years now, is that the early adopters of auctions within the communities down here really increased their market share by an incredible volume because they were offering something different to the sellers and standing out. Mm-hmm. So we're taking it from that angle up there in the, in the Bay Area is, is that, you know, the agents that are looking for that upper edge um, are actually grasping it with two hands in the sense of I would love to offer an alternative as well as traditional in my listing presentations because it's so competitive there. Think about the New Yorks of the world, Hong Kong, you know, San Francisco is right in that wheelhouse and perspective of those type of markets with competition in order to get the real estate yep. Um, yep. because of how good the marketplace really is. And as it normalizes, they're looking for an alternative because the thing is also Ray, is that you can price a property incredibly low and try and get people to bid it up. Without that word auction, auction is the word that really carries the weight in the US marketplace because yep. the word auction, you can market it exactly the same place as everything else that you do traditionally, but we get about 51% more eyeballs on it because of the word auction yep. because we've never met a buyer that wants to pay too much and they're attracted to that property. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, you can include Toronto in that list. Uh, Christine and I are looking for a house. Uh, today, I, uh, I'll give you the numbers. I, um, uh, I saw a listing come, uh, that came through, uh, $779. It completely fits our bill. Um, I called my agent about it. She, uh, she said, well, that's going to scream well over $800. Um, uh, and I, she said, we've got to present our... It's only come onto the market today, right? So it's Wednesday, the 15th of January. This coming Monday, yep. it's going to go... Uh, they're saying best offers by 
by 6 p.m. So is that the same formula? They think they're doing an auction. All they're doing is creating a lot of interest. Yep. They're not letting the free market play out. Yeah. They're hoping, they're hoping, and sometimes this does happen, let's, let's be frank. They're hoping that somebody's going to make a stupid offer well above it, uh, which in my experience um, doesn't always happen. In fact, it rarely happens, whereby we've got the perfect storm at the moment. Uh, the economy's booming, real estate's undersupplied, money is bloody cheap. So you want another 10? You want another 15? Hey, you want another 50? I just want to own this bloody house. What do I need to do? Uh, I want to stand and deliver and and make my bid. Anyway, like I said, you and I had like two, two guys that follow the well, same team talking about right, it. You've hit it on the head perfectly because that's one of the things that I was in Southern California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, Canada being North Vancouver. That marketplace is actually really hurt over the North Vancouver has hurt over the last however long, or well, Vancouver itself has actually been a really tough marketplace. They're not used to the multiple offer situations. Like, again, Vancouver was because it was a, tough, a really, really good market. But you come down to Southern California, mate, unless you're in West Hollywood or some small parts of LA, you're not getting multiple offers. So no. one of the attractions to auction down here is completely different to what it is up there. The one thing that we saw when we did the two properties in the Bay Area in the Sunset District is where we did them. They were previously on the market. When people walked into the property, like, tell me about this auction thing. Like, well, we create a transparent environment where you can see what, what other people are bidding. The people almost fell over, right? I mean, mm. they were like, I beg your pardon, we can actually see what other people are offering rather than a multiple offer situation where we have absolutely no idea. The yeah. agents that were representing the buyers were refreshed. They thought that, great, we're going to get our fair chance here and not just the listing agent that's representing a buyer that actually buys the pro that gets the property. You yeah. know, not to mention as well is that, you know, the buyers felt incredibly comfortable with it. And I hadn't seen the transparency that auction creates actually that prominent in people's mindset for a quite a long time because, Ray, you and I both know, you know, we've had properties in Australia, I've had properties in the US where they've been in incredible demand and the seller has chosen not to go auction in the beginning and they've done a multiple and they've got multiple offers. Uh -huh. A lot of those times we've convinced the agents here in the US to go, no, you shouldn't accept the best offer. Mm -hmm. We should clean up the terms so it doesn't fall out of escrow, first yep. of all. Yep. And secondly, we'll transition it to an auction, see how serious these people really are. And we've managed to get between 8 and 15% more than what was previously offered in that multiple offer situation, okay, in that open and transparent environment because they can see that competition and they can trust what's going on because with all due respect to all real estate agents, myself being one as well, us simply telling you you need to pay more, you kind of think, well, do I? Is there really other people? What's going on? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, yeah. and, and, you know, I use my father as an example of this. My father doesn't really understand what I do for a living and isn't in real estate and whatever it may be. Dad's in transport. However, yeah. you know, I remember I moved to the US, you know, roughly six years ago in May and mum and dad were looking to transition to another house and sell our family home. And dad, uh, dad was going to properties and they were like, oh, well, you, so you're in a multiple offer situation. You're going to have to put your highest and best. And he's like, well, what are the other offers? And he's like, and they're like, we can't tell you that. And he's like, well, well, how do I know what I need to pay? He goes, well, just put what you think the home's worth. He's like, no, mm. I'm not going to do that. Mm. My dad's a pretty Australian guy, okay, yeah. um, in his yeah. views, viewpoints of things. However, the one thing I remember dad calling me up and saying one time is like, you guys are a bunch of crooks. And I said, yeah. oh, thanks. And he's yeah. like, well, how am I meant to know or do whatever? And he was quite aggressive about it at the time. He was really unhappy. And then mum and dad called me one afternoon and said, oh, hey, do you know this auctioneer, Jason Andrew? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Jason quite well. 
Um, and um, they're like, oh, yeah, we just went to an auction. Oh, did you bid on it? Dad's like, yeah, 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 we bid on it. I'm like, oh, you seem relaxed about not getting it. And he's like, yeah, well, I think the guy overpaid. I had a chance to bid further if I wanted to, but I just think he overpaid for it. But he was really relaxed and calm about it being a buyer yeah. because he had an opportunity to bid if he wanted to yeah. okay, and have the final say if he wanted to. He just didn't want to because he might be a little bit more tight-fisted than others. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's a free country. It's um, And I mean... I have, I have in Melbourne, I've sold property that way. Uh, I remember uh, uh, in inner Melbourne in Pran putting a, a, a beautiful warehouse on the market uh, and the owner did not want an auction. Um, and uh, they said, you can sell this property, Ray, but you cannot auction it. So I pitched it. I priced it at what I thought was a pretty good, a pretty good, uh, a pretty fair price. Uh, first open home, killed in the rush. Must have had 70 groups through or something like that. Uh, and I knew I was in a multi-office situation and I had to say, all right, you do your due diligence. You're going to be buying this property. You can submit all the terms you want, but you want to submit a contract that's, uh, that's uh, unconditional. Uh, I need your best offer by Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Um, hatred is the word that comes to mind. They hated me. The buyers hated me. And I had the lawyers calling me. Um, a couple of them I knew, friends of friends. The friends were calling me going, what are you doing? What are you doing here? What are you stiffing? Why don't, why don't you just like follow tradition and, and say it? Now, okay, I'll, I'm happy to take clients' instructions. But um, from a marketing point of view, that was that was not great. The other, the, the, okay, Let's talk about maximum price for a start. And you and I, if, if in the right environment, we're going to auction our homes in a, in a heartbeat. I, I would not hesitate. The second big bullet point for me is an unconditional contract. Yeah. The number of properties falling, falling out within escrow, as, as it's called in the States, or, or within the uh, conditional term here in Canada, is ridiculous. Uh, it's, and, and, and you put all this... It's because of the hype, Ray, also. Yep. And what I mean is that, is that you guys pay more than what you think the property is worth, but yet you still have an out in the sense that you're not non-contingent is the terminology used in the States. Yeah. Um, is that if you're not non-contingent or unconditional, then you you and you're not waiving all of those terms, but then you accept an offer that does have contingencies or conditions attached to it. Because there's been such hype in the sense that, oh, okay, I'm going to pay this so I can get the property, but yet you have the, uh, the cooling off period of, buyer's remorse yep. and then you walk away thinking that you've overpaid anyway yep. or a yep. com communication that you have with the neighbours that say, wow, you paid a lot for that property, whatever it may be, you're not going to feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. So for those not familiar with auction, when you, when you under traditional auction rules and the, and the, the kind of model that Ben and I are talking about, when you buy a property at auction, you're buying it unconditionally and you're paying a deposit and you've got to deliver on, on that settlement date. It's interesting, isn't it? Like if you look at something else uh, that, that is often compared with real estate as an investment, and I'm talking about shares, if you or I want to buy, I don't know, Amazon shares this afternoon, we can go and see what the market is and what we can purchase it for. And that's all supply and demand. Right. So um, where's real estate any different? That's what I don't get. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. I use the same analogy is that, you know, you buy Apple shares at $300 a share today and then they go down to $200 a share tomorrow. You couldn't walk into a broker and go, hey, I bought these at $300 a share. Can we put it on at $320 and just see how we go? Yeah. They'll just tell you to say, tell you to go away. Yeah. But we indulge that in perspective of a marketplace that changes on a daily basis. But I've commonly said is that anybody that gives an opinion of value on price and they're not willing to strike a check is certainly not the right opinion that you're looking for. And we have appraisers or property valuers 
in these states that um, that uh, you know people get appraisals done on their properties or property valuations done before putting it onto the marketplace. And I've had multiple situations where we've presented them offers like three or four different offers, and you know it's different to what the appraisal is. And they go, "Well, the appraisal says this." I'm like, "Can I call the appraiser?" We call the appraiser and go, "Hey, sir, would you pay the amount that you appraise the property for? Would you put that on contract?" Oh, no. So again, at the end of the day, the reality is, is that you're asking the opinion, even an educated opinion of somebody that won't strike a check, doesn't mean anything that period of time. Yeah. And where auction comes into play versus an imitation auction in that standpoint is that there is a physical barrier that somebody will pay over a list price knowing that they're exceeding the seller's expectations. But with auction, because it is named that auction, there is a starting point that where there is a negotiation up with absolutely no ceiling and no mental barrier that gets in the, in the way of that, am I paying market value or am I not? Because the bidding takes you there. The competition yep. of that transparency takes you there and not just simply the word of a real estate agent saying that you need to pay more. Yep. That's where the industry gets a bad perspective of not being as transparent as what it should be. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the anecdotal evidence and the social proof of this system, uh, albeit working with a prof- professional who knows when to auction and when not to auction, I mean, the, the, the proof is already there. Um, I move towards winding up. I've got one more question, but um, I'm listening to this. I'm interested regardless of where I am. How do I get in touch with you, Ben? What's the best way to reach out to you? The easiest way to reach out is 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 on the website. Is that my name? My n- number's there. We've also got a San Francisco team there. I'm spending an incredible um, incredible amount of time in San Francisco at the moment. At three weeks out of every every four, I'm I'm there. Um, we've got a place there, and we're giving it some serious focus on integrating that process within into that marketplace. And as as it as it sort of you know starts to normalise, people looking for that alternative. But the website harcourtsauctions.com, Shoot me an email at ben.brady at harcourtsauctions.com as well if you wanted to get in touch with me, um, and we can talk further about it. Love to buy you a coffee and go through it. Also, we're holding information sessions every two weeks within the Bay Area. Um, that people can get in touch with us and learn more about the process to add another tool to the tool belt. And we are looking for founding members, the people that ado- adopt this early on. There will be a le- there will be a, an early legacy that will be created, and not to mention loyal- loyalty that we respect. That you know we do get a large majority of people calling us looking for alternative sellers, going, "Hey, I'm interested in auction," and those agents will be the ones that will get those leads into the future. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to put those. I'm going to put that URL and your and your email on the on the show notes for this episode. So if you're listening to this, guys, don't worry. Just go to the show notes. Um, interesting point, Ben. That that I just thought of. Like you and I are from Australia, where in popular areas uh, every agent's auctioning. But we've now this is right at the start of this new of this new concept and this new new publicity or call it what you like here here in North America. Uh, and so if you do this, the marketing power of conducting a, a, an auction campaign, let me tell you, is absolutely phenomenal. So oh. if, you, uh, if you've got the cojones to get out there and, and, and offer something a little bit different and offer yeah. a point of difference in your market, uh, you'll be stamped as being an innovative marketer. Um, with Ben's guideline and the, and the pedigree of the Harcourt's auction model and system behind you, um, you cannot go wrong. Let me ask you a question to finish off. And uh, I just wrote this down before. I, I hadn't prepared it, but it's something I think about. I think about a lot. Do you think property sellers understand that by in, in such a hot market? Do you think they understand when they don't sell by auction that they're underselling? Um, 
Ray, the thing that I had a conversation with about uh, the um, with somebody in the Bay Area the other day is that you have no idea when you've undersold your property because you've just yeah. the best at that individual time. Yeah. So people are people people don't know that they've undersold until they realise it later when something else sells for a much higher value in that area. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. one of the things that that comes good comes with bad, um, and bad comes with good. Obviously, is that you know we've had situations in the past where you know, sellers have sold their property based on the advice of agents, giving them the opinion that what they should do at that particular time, that particular moment. And whilst it might be good advice at the time, you know, we sell a property at auction for fifty to one hundred thousand dollars more locally, and it was a inferior property than what theirs was. Yeah. And the reality yeah. is that that kicks in pretty quickly, and then we get phone calls, and agents get a little bit upset, and they're like, "Well, hang on, are you inflating values?" And things get ac- ac- accused, but it's just the efficiency of the process that has actually worked, and you know, it's proven time and time again. Not only, and I love that point that you just made, is that. If the agents grasp this early on and they go after expired listings and properties that are taking a little bit longer to sell and brand themselves as being an innovative marketer, as you put, Ray, which is perfect, um, is that you'll get more business. But yeah. also use the terminology of auction in order to prospect around that individual auction because you say the word auction in the United States or up in Canada, and people go, oh, my God, are they losing it? What's happening with the property? Is it a distressed sale? <laughs> That's right. But then I've always been a proponent of that you need to get airtime with people in order to build mm. relationships and then mm. see value in you. So it yep. gives you an opportunity to then speak to them further with that local, uh, from those locals and those people around. Our, yeah. our, our agents down in S- Southern California are getting two to three listing leads out of every auction they do. And that is where the real power of this process comes into play. Not only getting the property sold, over 90% strike rate is what we have, right? Yeah. Okay, getting a property yeah. done. Also, it's the future business that you have. Don't focus on selling the auction because it'll do it itself. Focus on the next one. And here, 100%. And here's another thought, just like another positive as if we need one. Um, y- your auction campaign is not five minutes or three or five days. It's, it's three, four weeks, something like that. What, how long are you running? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, depending on price point and property, we're doing, yeah. we've done, we're doing two weeks um, okay. up to four. Okay. And, and so during that time as, as the auction agent, as the agent handling the sale, you are getting uh, a, a vastly increased time to, uh, to rub shoulders with potential sellers and to get an opportunity to, to grow your brand and, and your influence and, and your footprint. So, and one um, of the things, Ray, that resonated with me from Mr. Tom Panos a long time ago when I first started, he said it to me once and, uh, and, and I never, ever forgot it, is that in a multiple offer situation where you set an offer date within three or four days, um, did you get the first buyer or did you get the best buyer? Yeah. You have no idea. And that's what I mean when a seller doesn't have any clue that they've undersold their, sold their property is that they probably just got the first buyer. Yeah. Tell me, um, I'm just holding off a coughing fit here, but uh, bear with me. Um, final question. Are we allowed to have bigger signs in California? You know how we have the beautiful six by eights in, in Australia. We make a song and dance about it. Uh, are we still limited to these little two or two by three foot uh, arrangements? Tell me what's the script. Yes. The answer right. is absolutely yes, because, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, in Australia, a body corporate uh, known here as an HOA yeah. um, is, you know, in control of mainly only high-rise buildings and apartment and condo complexes. Condos, yeah. Where here in Southern California anyway, and certainly also up in the Bay in, in some areas, is that you're restricted by the local county, then you're restricted by the HOA that is incorporated because normal communities say a, 
you know, a, a community, um, you know, normal family home community that you have um, like a North Lakes or a Forest Lake or whatever, they actually are HOAs that are run by body corporates that then have rules. Yep. Um, so the answer is absolutely not. You're even restricted sometimes on your open house signs. It's a very restricting way in things. It's another example, I guess, of government uh, stifling the free market. Boy, California wouldn't happen to be a democratic state, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, politics, I'm going to leave in your capable hands. I no comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's been a blast catching up. Thanks so much, mate. Um, guys, reach out to Ben. You want any more information? He's a great guy to have a chat with, even even if, you, if, if this is not on your radar immediately. Check out uh, the contact uh, info in the show notes. Ben Brady, I love your work. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, mate. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.